and welcome to the Timothy Project Podcast. I'm your host, Jerry Welch, and I'm here with my co-host, the one and only Chad Hunsberger. Yep, there's, there's probably not very many Hunsbergers anyway, yeah. so, I, <laughs> so I am truly the... Probably the yeah, there's probably, there might there, be another one, yeah. but I, I don't think so. You know there's a plumber named Jerry Welch somewhere. This is important. I know that because people have asked me about plumbing, and I'm not I don't that. know if you know me very well, Chad, but I feel like I'm, I do. plumbing is not my forte. No. Let's just say that. So yeah, I'm not Mister Fix It. Nope. However, yeah. So how is the day? Oh uh, man, it's it's been a good day. I'm very thankful good. for the day. I'm ready to press on. Uh, yeah. yeah. So good. I'm looking over your shoulder, and behind you, I can see in our worship center um, lights. Christmas lights, Christmas, Christmas trees, lights. all that fun kind of stuff. And so, yeah, so today our topic, we're going to talk about maximizing the holidays because here we are um, heading into, we've already had one major holiday. We talked about that the last time we right, were together right. on this podcast. Attitude of gratitude. Yeah, that was it. Thank yeah. you. You liked my rhyming sequence well, sure. there. I remember that. And um, yeah, so today we're going to talk a little bit about Christmas. Christmas gets a little crazy. Um but as ministry leaders, mm-hmm. missionaries, and pastors, and all of us, as, as we consider Christmas, sometimes it can be overwhelming um, yeah. to look at it. It can also be a lot to plan for, a lot to think about, and can even be a source of stress and anxiety uh, for some. So anyway, I just want us to unpack it a little bit. We'll talk through uh, some different uh, parts of it. But, but let me ask you this. I want to know. You grew up in church all your life, as did I. Right. Um, and so, no doubt, you have some kind of favorite Christmas tradition or memory mm. about Christmas and the church. Not just in general, okay. but, but Christmas related to the church. Was there anything that sticks out in your mind as a favorite aspect of Christmas and the church? Yeah, I think the growing up, it was like Christmas Eve services. Not just growing up within church, but growing up as like a preacher's kid. Um, My dad was on staff at a church. um, And we always had, for for one of the churches we were at, um, there were two services Mm -hmm. on Christmas Eve. And one was considered kind of like the family one. So it was uh, five o'clock, four Mm -hmm. o'clock, five o'clock in the afternoon. And it was a little bit more... um, energetic and mm-hmm. uh, interactive almost. And then, though, there was a an 11 o'clock one. Oh, yeah. Um, that was candlelight, yep. uh, those kind of things, very traditional. Mm-hmm. Uh, we dressed up, yeah. uh, that kind of thing. Oh, I mean, wow. in our, like, Sunday best, so to Dang. speak, it was it was very, f- not formal, but pretty close. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. And uh, so I went to both of those. Of course. Uh, we, we, we went to kid. both, yes. yeah. Um, My poor children. Everything would have been those two, right? Yeah. And oh, yeah. so, uh, yeah, we. I just enjoyed the Christmas Eve tradition mm-hmm. um, in that sense. When I think about what what happened at church, um, it was probably the, the Christmas Eve tradition uh, the most. Two things. I'm going to throw out two surprises to you. Last episode, I believe, I surprised you with my whole. Uh, um, haunted house at our church. You remember oh, that? Right. that yeah. yeah, you're still reeling from that yeah. one. But two things about one. Number one, I did not grow up with a Christmas Eve service. None of the churches that I grew up in had one of those. Yeah. It was not. I'm not as surprised as you might think. Oh, okay. Because okay. the it wasn't in every church I was in. Yeah, 
So, okay. Yeah, I'm with you. Well, it wasn't until I met my wife uh, oh. that when we were dating, it was actually her home church that did, and they did that 11 o'clock thing. And oh, yeah, so yeah, yeah. for me, I was like, what on earth are mm-hmm. we doing out at 11 o'clock? Now, there was, was it was a formal service, mm-hmm. but you were very casual in how okay. you attended. So you didn't yeah, have to yeah, dress yeah. up or anything. You t- Some people actually went in pajamas, you know, or whatever. Oh, yeah, like, that, and yeah, kids, yeah, yeah. kids would be there in pajamas. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it was the whole family. It was only yeah. the one, and so everybody. But it was it was very special. Uh, we go. did communion, you know. It was one oh, of those. Okay. We did yeah, communion yeah. at that one, and so anyway, it was very special, very nice. Um, so I like that. Um, yeah. The the other thing, this might be a surprise to you. I don't know, but I, when I think about some of my favorite memories from Christmas as a kid, like specifically Christmas in the church, that kind of stuff. So I grew up in a church that had a big children's choir emphasis, yeah, that kind of thing. So I can remember doing the Christmas Definitely. dramas and of course. Um, all the musical stuff. I don't know. I just always mm, thought definitely. that was fun. Um, yeah, growing up, that kind of stuff. Yeah. I love Christmas and the church. I love the decorations. Uh, I love seeing the lights and the decorations. And I don't know. I like change. Do you like change? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I kind of set you up for that. Yeah, That's I was like, about to say. You're, you're yes, tipping that uh, one up. Definitely. Yes, Chad is a change agent. And yes. so... Um, I think I like change almost as much as you do. Do you? Almost? Yeah. 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 I love change. I just love things being different and fresh. Yeah. And so the idea of putting up the trees and doing the different things, I think is great. Oh, yeah. Um, now, I do get tired in the process. <laughs> you know, it's a lot yeah. of work and I fully understand that. I appreciate that. But I like it being different, like coming in mm-hmm. and feeling like I'm in a different season, like things are fresh. And so, yeah, I think that we talked about this yesterday, actually, there's actually something about Christmas that is both different and same. Yeah. So yeah. what we like is that it is different for a season, mm-hmm. but we are, many of us are, uh, sentimental. Mm. And so we like things the same Every year, yep. but different for from the other eleven months, yeah. right? So oh, yeah. we want Christmas trees and lights, mm-hmm. but if we have had a Christmas tree with colored lights, we want a Christmas tree with colored lights. Absolutely. If we have had a Christmas tree with white <laughs> lights, we want white lights. If we oh, yeah. have had, you know, the manger in the front yard, then we want the manger in the front yard forever. If we, oh, yeah. you know, what, whatever the thing is, so so we like same, but we just. We like the freshness yeah. of oh, this is what we do at Christmas time. So mm-hmm. I think we like same and different and the same. In I that think way. you're right. And there's you seem very about disappointed that. about that. No, I think you're right. I'm. I'm. Uh, well, you usually make fun of me because I'm too excited for the intro. No, yeah, so I'm trying no. to be chill today, Chad. I'm just chill. Uh, but no, I love Christmas, and and I think you're exactly right about that. We're just at my house. We're putting up Christmas decorations, and one of my children said, "Hmm." That doesn't usually go there. Right. <laughs> you right. know, it was that conversation yeah, of, you yeah. know what, why why are those sitting over there? We usually put them in the other place. Why are they there? You yeah. know, and you're right. I, I was just processing that thinking, and, and we do that at church as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're oh, like, definitely. don't we always put a tree over here yeah. and it's not there this year? And why are we doing that? And so I, I do think there are some good things. Um, I, I can remember definitely at certain seasons of our, our church's life where there's just something about Christmas that brings you together as a community Definitely. that it reminds you of the past and it helps you to celebrate in those kind of things to where there's a traditional aspect to that every year celebration of Christmas. Even if you change up your decorations or the music or whatever it is, there's still something about coming together to do some of those traditional things, a Christmas Eve service or a Christmas musical, um, whatever that may be, that brings us together. And I think that's good. I, I think we need those as a community because... 
uh, it is those traditions, right? Like in our home and our yeah. family, that's we have those family traditions that unite us as a family. Oh, yeah. That it's like our family knows how we do certain things, and if you do it wrong, then it's obvious you're not a part of the family, you right, know, right. Or, or whatever it is. And and that can sound ostracizing, but it's also very including. Like it makes you feel like you're included. That you're. Mm-hmm. You have a place to belong. You know how yeah. things work here. You do that. And I think even among different churches, Christmas is one of those that's very um, uniting for all of us yeah. as Christians, as believers, that, that we're celebrating Christmas. So let, let's do something related to Christmas that um, it, it may be, it may sound like, okay, we're, we're, we're going for way too obvious uh, of things right here. But I want us to talk for a minute about why it is important. Like, why does the church celebrate mm-hmm. Christmas in the way that we do? Because there, there are those. I mean, you look at it, we can't prove this is not the exact time of Jesus' oh, birth. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, there are people that get into, uh, I heard one guy, actually, it may have been, um, I won't, I'll think of his name later. I read an article that he wrote about the Christian Christmas Grinches, uh, mm. you know, where it's like, okay, sometimes we spend so much time trying to debunk yeah. what everybody says about whatever that we become Grinches that kind of steal the joy out of Christmas. Oh, and sure, his sure. point was, guys, <laughs> yeah. let's keep the focus on what's important. And so what sure. is important? What, what do you think is important as a for us as a church um, and as ministers of the gospel? What are those important aspects that we need to remember to focus on at, at Christmas time? Yeah, I think that is what I, I think of the word Advent. Mm, yeah. Right. So Advent coming is, mm-hmm. what, is what that means, right? So arrival, really. Yeah. The Advent of Christ, the arrival of Christ, the coming of Christ. So I think the reason we look at a birthday kind of celebration kind of uh, is because that is the way in which he came, right? But I think the thing that is most important to focus on is that he came, Yeah, if that makes sense. So uh, I think that it it is best to consider what all happened because he came, Yeah, right? So... Words that we often affiliate or uh, maybe that, yeah, with Christmas are words like hope, peace, joy, um, right? I think joy to the world. I think (laughs) um, hope has come. Um, I think about uh, peace on earth, goodwill to me, you know, so, so these kinds of words are actually words that get used even in like society in like secular world, those words. But I think the difference for us in the church is that we're pointing to that Christ is that hope. Christ is the Prince of peace. Christ is the joy, right? So, um, I think that's what like you can narrow in mm-hmm. on advent on arrival yeah. by by even if you're gonna kind of highlight hope joy peace mm-hmm. kind of words which again are not bad um, I think when you do that though you focus you're you're pointing to Christ versus just pointing to uh, general ways of showing kindness to people which do that. But uh, that shouldn't be limited to Christmas anyway. So, That's right. yeah. um, but I do think that as the communicators, as mm-hmm. ministers, preachers, um, it's good to to be thinking about. All right, I've got to really zero in on the arrival. Yeah, I think you're right. I, I went back and did a little bit of reading. Um, on Advent and mm-hmm. when did Advent begin and who came up with the idea of Advent and and they don't know exactly for sure. There's some speculation as to 
uh, well, actually, they can look back and see this was the first time that we really saw it printed, you know, somewhere, mm-hmm. I believe it was maybe in the 1500s. And right. so there, there's that idea. But there was certainly the aspect of, you mentioned arrival um, and, and the idea of the Advent really, the word Advent talks about his arrival, his coming, Mm -hmm. specifically as a baby, but also for the early church that would have been celebrating at this time, something that maybe caught up in our modern celebration of Christmas, we forget that that word Advent is also considering the second coming of Mm -hmm. Christ and something that we should be looking forward to. I don't know, that one is a little harder to... um, incorporate into Christmas, I think sometimes because of the way that we celebrate mm-hmm. Christmas. But I think it's one of those that as I was reading that, I was thinking, okay, yeah, we need to probably do a better job of reminding people not only of the first coming of Christ, but the second coming, yeah. which is coming. And what a great opportunity to be able to do that as we celebrate His yeah. coming as as a man, incarnate. Well, in so. fact, one of the things I think uh, you can do, and, and I'm not doing this this year, so I'm not saying, hey guys, you should... like follow my lead in this. I'm saying, um, like I'm preaching very traditional texts this year. Um, Matthew one, Luke one, Luke two, uh, like I'm, I'm preaching for the month of December. So, um, it's traditional in the sense of that, but, uh, I, I know, uh, somebody who I think is preaching Zephaniah this year and, and last year preached Ruth, mm. but, all like very intentionally chose those as a pointing to both arrival and the next arrival. Yeah. Right. When does this happen again? And so what, what are we looking forward to? What is, um, and so I would say that you can, um, sometimes you can actually force yourself in a positive way to work hard at not trying to be, uh, make something new that wasn't there. That's right. <laughs> uh, but instead, to see what was already there about mm-hmm. the, the things of the Old Testament that were pointing to this oh, yeah. and allowing those prophecies um, to, to be what you do to connect you to how they would have felt about the arrival then. And then how, all right, so what are we doing? Mm-hmm. What does it look like for us as we look forward to the next advent? Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, I think I think that's really good. That is cool. That I, I think also we were talking about the traditional aspects of Christmas. Mm-hmm. I can't help but think about the festivals from the Old Testament, those specific times that God gave them as a time of remembrance. Yeah. And he said, you're, you're required to do these. Now, many of those festivals we do not celebrate in the same way today. We do not. However, there are some key times in our church that we can celebrate mm-hmm. specifically. And I think of Christmas, certainly Easter, yep. you know, other times are very specific times that we can do that. And and I think back to those Old Testament festivals. One of the reasons why God had them do those over and over every year, the same thing, was so that they would continue to teach the next generation. Mm-hmm. And I, I can't help but think about our role as churches that uh, sometimes it feels like we're doing the same thing every year. Right, you know, right, and we right. as leaders get tired. Well, I preached the same sermon last year, but you know what? There are people who are sitting there in the pews potentially who haven't heard that story yet, right. who don't know the reason why right. we celebrate Christmas. There are kids who maybe they were they they weren't in the worship service yeah. last year. They didn't hear that story. Now, well, hopefully, they're hearing it in other places. But yeah, yeah. I would also say um, there is. I mean, I, I would still tell the the preacher to. Do your work. Uh, right. You don't have to 
duplicate <laughs> all of your words from you just regurgitate them every year. <laughs> but I would say, okay, I think about at my house every year on Christmas Eve when we would get back to the house after all those things. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad read Luke two, yeah, and we sang some songs together as a family um, every year, and every year. We read Luke 2 at my house, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's with my parents there or it's with my wife's parents or it's me. Mm-hmm. Like, why? Because every year it's a reminder. This is what we're celebrating. Yes, we're exchanging gifts. Yes, we're mm-hmm. doing, putting, eating cookies and milk and whatever. But no, like this is about us <laughs> celebrating the arrival of Christ oh, yeah. and Mary pondering them all in her heart, like mm-hmm. this experience. And so there's, there is something to that tradition yeah. um, that is really, really good, raising up an Ebenezer stone yeah. kind of thing, that these right. are the things we do. We, we look in this way. And I would say that there is a variety, I mean, truly a variety of things that you can do mm-hmm. in your home, in your church, yeah. to establish some of those Ebenezer Stone mm-hmm. ca- type of remembering moments uh, that happen every year. Mm-hmm. But but I would say maybe even more important than establishing the whatever the thing is that you do is make sure that every year, even if you're not preaching the traditional text, that you are helping people remember that Christ came. Oh yeah, and don't um, skip in, right? in your in your desire for novelty or for something yes. new. Don't skip over the the yes. same old story, the one true, the the, the key story that yes. we're really celebrating here. And I'm fine. Uh, by the way, I'm fine if you can do that in a variety of ways. There mm-hmm. is some. I mean, again, the places you you can do Christmas in July, right? That's fine. Mm-hmm. But I would just say there is some real significance to. Helping people remember that, oh, yeah. uh, because in our culture, it is such a secularized oh, month yeah. that uh, if we're not careful, right, then mm-hmm. they won't get that anywhere else. So we right. we have to be really intentional in helping, like. Mm-hmm. Um, remind over and over and over. So yeah, do it in July, but do it again in December. You know, I think it's funny. Sometimes we think that everybody wants us to have all this new stuff or come up with a new whatever Mm -hmm. thing for, and really what I find interesting is a lot of times when people come in on Christmas, the funny thing is when they come to church on Christmas, Mm -hmm. most people are coming in expecting you to share the Christmas story because that's what it is. And I know that people people talk about, um, oh, there's there's people, the, the... Christmas and Easter only people. Mm. Well, guess what? If they're coming at Christmas, then they're hearing that Jesus came yes. for them. And they can hear it every year. That's right. <laughs> and like Until that, hopefully it clicks, right? Right. That's what we're yes. doing. Like don't mm-hmm. don't hold back on the fact that That's right. Also, so so let me be abundantly clear if I'm not. So point that Christ came and why. Yep. Yep. Right. The the fact that like all of the the TV, movies, mm-hmm. like shows, all of them, so many of them are going to point to this. There was a miracle, you know, in a manger. Okay. Mm-hmm. But make sure that that you point to why he came. Oh, yeah. It's so significant, especially because there are added guests or mm-hmm. members that come around once a year. Like, That's right. Th- make sure that you are highlighting that. Um, not just that he came, 
but why he came. So, mm-hmm. so those to me are, and you again, there is a plethora of things that you can do surrounding that to highlight that That's right. and to uh, bring remembrance to it. But if you're talking about how do you focus in, focus in on those couple of things. Very good. I, I agree. So I'm thinking about your tradition. So it's good. Like y'all have a very similar tradition to what I do mm. uh, on uh, Christmas Eve night, going home and reading uh, the Christmas story. Yeah. And so we do that. And I usually go back and forth and, and read the different pieces and parts. And so um, I'll, I'll go ahead and prep you for something that's coming, uh, hopefully for your family. Because I've done that since my kids were little. And so we have this little wooden nativity set that's mm-hmm. really not breakable. And so when my kids were little, uh, we, I started this, I don't know, we started this tradition. I would sit on the couch and there's a coffee table in front of us mm-hmm. and the kids would gather around me and Julie would usually take some pictures or do something, you know, and I would read through the scripture. And as I read about that particular person in the story, sure. they would put that piece on the table and we would have them spread out on the yeah. floor. Well, when, <laughs> when they were younger, um, <laughs> it was always a fight. There was yeah. there was drama involved in who was putting what piece on the of table course. and who got to do the angel and who got yeah. to do baby Jesus and who wanted to do the donkey or whatever it was. And so there was always drama. So we have some really great pictures mm-hmm. of me attempting to read a Bible story mm-hmm. and children screaming, crying, yeah. fighting, like just, it, it was craziness. Classics. And so, yeah, so we still do that uh, every year. And my kids are now 23, 20 and 16. We still do that. Um, now, they don't fight over who's going to put the pieces on the table anymore. We still will put the pieces out at, at their request. We still put the yeah. pieces on the table because that's what you're supposed to do. So we do that. But I will prep you for that. Like the, one of the coolest things that I found is as that tradition has carried on yeah. and, and we've gotten to a different place, sometimes we wind up sitting there for an hour, hour and a half talking about the different aspects of the story because for them in each stage of their life, they're learning deeper what this means. That's right. And they're beginning to empathize with the people in the story or they're beginning to think about how this affects other parts of their Christian walk. And so praise God, they are all three believers and Mm -hmm. now have a daughter-in-law who's involved who's a believer. And so... You know, it's just, it's a fun part of that where it's funny. We do the same thing every year, and yet it's still very different every year. And it's still something that's a blessing to me as a father to watch that and to see my children begin to own that story more and more. And that's really what we want as church leaders, right? We want our congregation to get so comfortable with the story of Jesus and who Jesus is and why he came that they can turn around and be able to do that in their own homes oh, yeah. and share it with other people around them. And so, yeah, so that's a fun part. Hopefully, uh, as Definitely. your children get older, you'll move out of chaos mode yeah, and yeah. move into uh, something that that is uh, different, still fun. All oh, yeah. of it's fun, right? It, yeah. It's all fun. Um, so, yeah, so as we consider uh, Christmas, mm-hmm. um, for us, we both talked about very good aspects, things that we love. You and I both love Christmas. Love Christmas decorations, love Christmas music, love the festivities, the parties. We love the people yeah. and the community, all those kind of things. But not everybody loves it. Like, like sure. so for some people, this is one of the more difficult seasons of the year yep. for different reasons. Maybe a loss of a loved one mm-hmm. who, you know, Christmas reminds them how much they miss their spouse or True. their child or, you know, their parent or, or whatever it is. It's that as it triggers 
very happy memories from childhood. For others, it triggers very mm-hmm. negative memories from childhood, sure. from maybe negative things that happened through that. So as ministers, we've got to kind of keep that in balance, mm-hmm. right? To yeah. how do how do we balance the idea of celebrating Christ's birth and enjoying the festivities and the community mm-hmm. aspect of it while also being sensitive to those who may struggle more at this time of year than any other time yeah. of year. So I think there's two other groups that are also this this season is hard for. It's hard for the single hmm. adult yeah. who even if they have accepted and embraced their singleness, um, like meaning they are not longing to be married, um, that kind of thing. But yeah, there is still the added sense of loneliness sometimes uh, in a season like this when they hear of the traditions that you just described. The other one is, um, to use a biblical term, right, the barren one who has not been able to have children, that wants children. Um, so they want the to be able to fill a stocking. They want to be able to uh, put out the manger scene and start those traditions, and it hasn't happened yet. Mm. Um, so it's not just the loss of someone mm-hmm. that, that makes it hard. It's also the don't have that thing yet, right? Whatever, whether it's child or spouse or whatever. Um, and, and so I, I say that to say that um, there is a need to be sensitive, yes, be aware mm-hmm. of the way you word things, how you word things, not to exclude uh, when you're making like even the descriptors you use for events or activities or whatever, but also um, don't, don't assume that people want to be left alone. Right. So... Uh, Look for ways to bring about presence. Presence meaning uh, like C-E, you, not yeah, yeah, you being there, <laughs> right? Okay, um, gotcha. but also look for ways for them to be with you. So um, you can invite a single adult into your home to interrupt your tradition. What if they came over for Christmas Eve or Christmas Day? Um, you can invite some that that couple that doesn't yet have a child and. Um, but hey, invite them into the meal and into Christmas Eve and Christmas Day and uh, like all of those kind of things that you can do uh, in the same way that you can do for someone who is grieving for that this is hard with. Um, and so on a very micro level, mm-hmm. you can do that thinking about that single adult, that couple, that widow, widower, uh, one who lost their parent, grandparent, whatever. On a macro level, meaning as the church leader, what is it that you can do to foster some of that in the church as a whole? Um, I think there are some things that some churches already do. Um, we talked about this recently, Jerry, but um, about uh, uh, I've seen poinsettias that are uh, in ordered and purchased and used as decoration that people do in, in memory yep. of or in honor of someone. Um we have I've seen a memorial Christmas tree where that's used before, and people bring an ornament um, in memory of someone who's passed. And um, you can establish even uh, to to look back over the last year and see how those that are widows or widowers, those that you know are single, those that you know are um, 
feeling lonely and you as the pastor can write notes like a handwritten note uh there's just a merry christmas thinking of you you don't have to say merry christmas i was thinking of you because you're single and everything you know mm-hmm. like no you just point out hey i'm thinking about you merry christmas i'm thankful to be your pastor right um you you can do those sort of things you can recruit people in the church to mm-hmm. to be a specific prayer team for those that are Again, you you make kind of a list that it's possible um, to to be able to do that, right. um, and so I would say that that all of that are some maybe some practical things yeah, yeah. of ways to consider um, or to look for those that are in this. And I would say this: Christmas is when it's easy to think about them, mm-hmm. meaning. You're having the parties, and so you say, "Oh yeah, I'm going to invite them." You're having the, like, you're having, you're hearing these kinds of podcasts and articles and different things that conversations are happening. Mm-hmm. January is when those don't happen. Yeah. So what I would tell you is actually look ahead at January because uh, it's often known as Blue January. Mm-hmm. It's it's colder. Yep. Uh, holidays people, are over. Holidays are over. All like so the people that were remembered, right? Mm-hmm. So there was the, okay, we got to make sure we're with grandmother for uh, at, at, at Christmas or Christmas Eve or whatever. And so there's the anticipation of getting to be with people. And now it's a few weeks later and they, uh, everybody's out of money. Everybody's tired of parties. And so we don't <laughs> do the getting together. Right. Uh, and you're not going outside because uh, it's cold. cold. And so uh, do... Prepare now to be thinking about what do I do on January 14th? How can I include and think about now um, having somebody over? Uh, And let's just drink hot chocolate. (laughs) You don't have to do another big banquet. uh, But being intentional Mm -hmm. in that time as much or more as in in this time. So I would say, um, and again, of course, we want to think about all of these all year long. That's right. But... uh, I would really work on intentionality uh, and say these things from the pulpit, Pastor. I was about to say that. Uh, You can say that, and and it doesn't, from everybody that I talk to, it does Mm -hmm. not sound offensive to them to instruct people to help remember them. Yeah. They are then Mm -hmm. all the more, oh, Pastor just thought about Mm -hmm. me too. Um, So it's, it's okay to say, hey, uh, make sure you're thinking about your brother and sister in Christ here uh, yeah. that might be without somebody, uh, mm-hmm. and and let that stir a response. And I know we've done that. We think about it in our college ministry where when big holidays happen mm-hmm. and a lot of people, a lot of our college students will go home, others are not able to go home. Mm-hmm. Some are international students and some are just from different parts of the United States and they're not able to go home. So we always try to do the big ask mm-hmm. of, okay, hey, who doesn't have somewhere to go for Easter or mm-hmm. who doesn't have somewhere to be for Thanksgiving because we want to include you. And so we usually even have people from within our church who'll say, hey, if you got any college students who need a place to go, tell them to come to our house, mm-hmm. you know, or whatever. And that's right. wonderful. Or if we are able to, uh, then, then we do so. But looking at your church congregation, you know, and being able to note. I, to notice those people mm-hmm. who you're like, I know they're not going to have family here 
And uh, yeah, and and to be able to be very intentional. So some of it, I think, hopefully does catch on and become very organic uh, in the way that we as a church are supposed to take care of one another. Jesus said, they will know us by our love. The love that we have for one another is how people will know that we are his disciples. And so my hope would be, you know, that we get to a place to where it's a natural part of being the body of Christ, that we're naturally taking care of one another. We're noticing those kind of things. And I know you and I have talked about this before. One of the best things that, uh, or one of the things that, that really encourages us as ministers is when we see those who uh, are around us and in leadership, volunteer leadership positions in the church, taking the ownership of and and making ministry visits and calls and taking yep. care of people like we're supposed to, which means hopefully we're doing our job right. We're teaching yep. people. But I do think yep. we have to model that. So whether that means we invite people into our home mm-hmm. first and begin to, to show what that looks like, or if that is you know, setting the precedent by saying, hey, this is a good thing to do and yeah. something we should remember. We should definitely address it and um, and be praying. That That's one of the things that sometimes I know we put prayer uh, sometimes on the... Uh, the, the list of duh, of course we're supposed to pray, yeah. but that means probably that we may forget at times to be praying specifically for those mm-hmm. who are hurting verbally, out loud, in the worship service, as a part of our gatherings, that we're praying for those who are dealing with difficult sure. seasons and praying that the Lord, the Holy Spirit will work in us um, and, and all of those uh, situations um, to be the hands and feet of Christ, to minister to people in a loving way. Okay. So, yeah, so... Okay, so we've talked about the church overall, and as we move into wrap up, uh, I want to talk a little bit about you as a minister, mm-hmm. um, or me as a minister of the gospel. And um, you know, we joked earlier, you know, uh, that uh, about kids being at every service. You were at every yeah. service growing oh, yeah. up. My kids know, you know, Definitely. it's like, yeah, what do we do on Christmas Eve? Well, there are two Christmas Eve services here, so we're going to be at both of those. Mm-hmm. They already know that, so we plan our whole schedule around being at both services. With that. With that how do we balance that? Yeah. What are our suggestions for people who have been in ministry? I've been in ministry now for thirty years. Mm-hmm. You know, for a very long time. I'm mm-hmm. old. You've been doing ministry for almost that many years. Yeah. You're a little younger than I am. <laughs> so, uh, but with that, how, how do we protect our own home and family and uh, in the Christmas season? Because I know a lot of guys that that's something and ladies that that in ministry that's mm-hmm. hard to struggle with. Yeah, I think that. Allowing some of those things to be tradition, that it, it is fun traditions, that they are connected to the church. It's not bad. Mm-hmm. Um, in the same way that, that I would want those traditions for any family to say, oh, like our tradition is that we go to church on Christmas Eve, uh, or whatever the case is, right? But I would say to also help create traditions that aren't, like that are just your families. Mm-hmm. In fact, uh, one of my kids was telling another kid in the family just yesterday, um, hey, I wonder when we'll all load up and go see Christmas lights. Yeah. Well, we do that every year. So mm-hmm. it's like that's a thing. We go drive around. There's a few neighborhoods that have more mm-hmm. lights than others or whatever. So we go find them and we, we drive around and drink hot chocolate in the car and whatever. And okay, well, yeah, yeah, but it's a thing. So <laughs> it's fine. Um, so like that's just our family tradition. So I would say you're looking for some of those uh, along the way that you can help establish that. Yeah, there, 
you have to get earlier to Christmas Eve. That's right. You have to stay later at Christmas Eve. But you can establish your own traditions in other ways, other times. Um, and so that's how I would say really working on the yeah. balance there. Um, I don't say that. That has yeah. definitely not always been easy for us over the years, kind of balancing that. Mm. But my hope is, my, my prayer is that in, in the way that we've handled it over the years, that we have endeared our children to the church and to the the value of what we're doing. So as so I would say, talk to your children if they're struggling with, why do we have to be there three times this week? Or mm-hmm. why do we have to do it? Or let's talk with them about the why. Mm-hmm. Help them. Don't just assume that they know why, right. but talk to them about the why and then get them involved in service. I think, uh, oh, yeah. you know, we love to see our children serving here and Christmas and uh, especially on times like a Christmas Eve service or, or those kind of things, putting children or students as greeters or passing out candles or handing out candy or do it, whatever it may be, you know, utilizing them as a part of the church, not just spectators who are over on the side or that just have to sit and listen, but can be a part of what we're doing. I think also building some of those traditions within the church that we remember that they're children and families and we take care of them. And then, um, yeah, we, we have, uh, we have in our family, we also have some of those traditions we were talking about the other day. There are certain Christmas cookies that we make oh, every yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. And it takes over the whole, you know, kitchen and there's usually chocolate like literally <laughs> strewn all over the place. And in fact, Julie used to, my wife used to uh like we would sometimes plan this when she was leaving because it was stressful <laughs> because of all the things. And so now she's, she's great. She loves it. But, uh, but it's, it is, it can be stressful when you've got kids shaking sprinkles all over the place and they're flying through the house. And so, yeah, um, fun, but finding those fun moments yeah. and making sure that you as ministers of the gospel are carving out good time. Cause I do believe the, the home is where discipleship begins. We are the chief disciplers within our homes and we cannot forget that even in a busy season. It is important for us to be investing in our kids and making sure that we're passing on the faith. Um, And so, yeah, also I would encourage you to do that for yourself personally, um, to consider that uh, for yourself, not just for your children, because there again, you're taking care of others, you're taking care of your church, you're taking care of your kids. Take care of yourself, schedule some downtime, some Sabbath time, uh, do some time reading the Word, uh, going back to, and I want us to wrap up with some recommendations for Advent reading, mm-hmm. some things that might help us to remember to, to recharge our own battery with the gospel during this time, during a season of giving. It's great to give, and I think that's one of the things I love about Christmas is it reminds us how important it is to give. Um, but sometimes in that season of giving, we give ourselves into a place where we're exhausted, uh, and so we need that spiritual reading charge. And so, uh, yeah, make sure you carve out times of quiet and solitude, mm-hmm. <laughs> some silence in the middle of the fray. Find a way, get up early if you have to, but do something to make sure that you're continuing to do that. But I have a favorite uh, Advent uh, reading source that that I want to recommend. It's called The Mission of Christmas. <laughs> it's by none other than Chad T. Hunsberger, and uh, it's amazing. I highly recommend it. You can oh, well, find thanks. it. I think right now, the <laughs> only place where you can order it online is through the Timothy Project website. Right. But um, yeah, do you have any other favorite Advent readings that you recommend? I have used... Uh, I, I, I do use different ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're Radical... Uh, has one just called Advent uh, mm-hmm. came out a few years ago. Have another one called He Came 
That was really good. There, if another one, a son, is given, they've mm-hmm. produced uh, over the last 10 years maybe a, a few different ones that have been good. Mm-hmm. But I also like uh, Paul David Tripp has one called Oh Come Let Us Adore Him. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, and then there's one by Russ Ramsey. Um, and Called The Advent of the Lamb of God. Yeah, it's good. And it's connected... Uh, to a CD music album, I guess CD, <laughs> uh, an album. <laughs> They're like what? <laughs> yeah, called "Behold, Lamb of God," and um, yeah, just the those are those are some neat resources that yeah, I need to pull that music out. Yeah, I do good. love Christmas. Do you love Christmas music? Love it. I love Christmas. I like to. I have my okay. playlist going on the day after Thanksgiving. And immediately. speaking of, yeah, Colonial Heights has a new song mm. uh, on uh, like out on the. Apple Music and All YouTube the and those different places CDs? you can download. Yeah, no. no. <laughs> ah, that's good. Called Prepare Him Room. It's very good. And it's a very good song, and uh, so I would recommend that as well. Uh, absolutely. But. Well, good. Well, I've enjoyed uh, hanging out, talking with you today, Chad. Thank you for listening. Uh, we encourage you to please like, subscribe, give us a rating, a review, share on social media so that more people know about the Timothy Project, things that are going on here. Uh, we'll be back on December the 15th. I think we're going to be talking a little bit about the incarnation on that day. So we're going to dig a little bit, dig a little bit deeper into that. So be sure to tune in. If you have any questions about the Timothy Project, what we've shared today, or have suggestions for future episodes, email us at staff at thetimothyproject.org. You can check out our website at thetimothyproject.org. Thanks for hanging out with us today. We'll see you next time.